we are wrapping up our One Another series with a word that is not common in our vocabulary. In fact, Pastor Mitch and I had a good laugh this week because no one ever uses this word, or at least that I hear. Um, and we've been going through a bunch of one another's this summer, from loving one another to serving one another to last week submitting to one another. Praise God. Um, and this week we are focusing on admonishing one another. Admonishing one another. And why this is so important is because you and I have called to be the church. We are called to be a light. We are called to live countercultural, but it's not always easy. And so sometimes we actually need to, in love, admonish one another. And for some of you, this may be the, your first time hearing the word, and so I'm going to explain it to you in just a few minutes. Um, but first, I want you to know that this call is for all of us. Uh, we all know the Apostle Paul, or most of us would know the Apostle Paul. He wrote many letters in the New Testament to different churches, and in them, he uses admonishment, okay? Um, he speaks to the church, and he admonishes them. And Paul sees this not just as a critical role for him, but actually something that we are all called to engage with. And so in Colossians 3, 15 to 16, it says this. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in, in your heart to God. And so Paul he says, this is for all of us. We are all called to admonish one another. And what does this mean? Well, let me give you a few different definitions. Some of them you may like, some of them you may not. Um, but to admonish somebody means to warn or to reprimand someone firmly. Praise God. To advise or to urge someone earnestly. Praise the Lord. And to instruct and to warn to exhort, to counsel, to teach. They're all different aspects of what it means to admonish one another. Now, I just gave you a bunch of definitions, and so let's try and clarify a few things. If this is what admonishment is, then perhaps what does it look like? Well, first, let's start with what it does not look like, okay? Admonishment is not a process of us highlighting everything that another individual has done wrong. Praise God. Um, it is not... The process of us looking at each other and nitpicking different aspects of each other's spiritual walk. That is not the point of admonishment. Admonishment is not manipulative. It is not forceful. It is not harsh. But it is always done with a heart to build up God's church. You see, admonishment looks like an urgent call to a brother or sister in Christ to follow in the way of Jesus. It goes beyond an intellectual reading of Scripture and carries a sense of urgency and care with it. A desire to warn fellow brothers and sisters not to fall into the traps or deceptions of the enemy. It's about a place of alignment with Christ. It's about us saying, we want to follow Jesus. 
with our whole hearts. And I want you to be able to follow Jesus well. And so out of love, I want to admonish you. I want to warn you. I want to provide you with the peace of God's word that perhaps, I hope, will help you. And you know what, church? Sometimes we are very good at doing this as a reactive function. When somebody does something that we see is wrong, then we move to admonish them. We said, hey, you did this wrong. Don't do it again. Because, like, God doesn't like that. But what if we actually saw admonishment as more of a proactive moment? What if we could admonish each other, not just to... uh, highlight the things that we've done wrong, but perhaps to encourage each other and to help each other move forward in our relationship with Jesus to a greater extent. How we do this, it matters. It matters how we admonish each other. Has anyone ever had something in their lives highlighted and has not appreciated it? Anybody? I think there's a few people. I, yeah, come on. I love you, honest people. You're amazing. Yes, there are many things in my life. My wife, Kayla, she admonishes me all the time. She highlights different things in my life. And I look back at her, and I'm so flustered. I'm so upset. I get defensive, and I'm like, no, I didn't do that. No, no, that wasn't my intention. No, no. Um, I think you're seeing this wrong. Because I don't think, for most of us, this is a joyful experience. And so how we communicate, how we engage this moment together, it matters. Because sometimes it gets sensitive. And God's church is meant to be united. And so when we move to admonish each other, there's a way that we can do it that plants division. And there's a way that we can do it that actually moves us towards unity. And so that's what we're going to dig into this morning. And so what is required of us if we are to engage a place of admonishing one another? Well, firstly, it's to dwell in God's word. It's to dwell in his word. In the passage we just read, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Friends, this is a place that we get to engage when following Jesus, is reading his word and allowing his word to be in our hearts. This idea of dwell is is to linger, to remain, to stay And so what if we as followers of Jesus, before engaging a brother or sister in a moment of admonishment, what if we took that time to just linger and dwell in God's word? What if we took that time to look within scripture and say, God, like how would you communicate this to an individual? Am I seeing this correctly? God, is this a personal preference or is this a conviction of the Holy Spirit? God, is this about purity or is this about preference? As a church, we're called to be about purity. Preference, i got to be honest with you, it doesn't matter all that much to Jesus. And so we're called to dwell in his word, and this matters when we move to admonishment because this is the message that we need to communicate when we go to admonish one another. You see, 
If I go to admonish you, but I go at it with a message that is from my tradition of growing up, perhaps a mantra that I live by, or a personal belief that is not rooted in God's word, I am not pushing you towards Jesus. I'm just pushing you to conform to me, to the way that we do things. You see, admonishment is meant to be directive, and the direction is meant to be towards Jesus. And so if we are going to admonish each other well, we need to dwell in God's word, and we also need to be full of the Spirit. We need to be full of the Spirit. Friends, we as a church, it doesn't matter what we're doing. We need to be full of the Spirit. We need Jesus inside of us. We need Jesus to transform us. We need Jesus to fill our hearts and guide us through every season of life. And so dwelling in God's word has to do with the message, but being full of the spirit has everything to do with the method that we communicate to each other. You see, the fruit of the spirit is love and it's joy and it's peace and it's patience and it's kindness gentleness and self-control. And these are all the methods that we are to use to admonish one another, to warn one another, but also to encourage one another, to communicate perhaps a hard word from God's truth, but to do it with such tender and gentle words that it's received with joy in our hearts. We're to be full of the Spirit, but what is required of us is that we release that which is sinful in our lives. You see, we cannot be full of sin and full of the Spirit at the same time. If there are areas of our lives that God is highlighting and desiring for you to address, it is important for you to address those things before you lean into a place of admonishing another individual. You see, our lives can sometimes be like a cup. It's useful to carry water. And if you have a clean cup, it's a beautiful gift because you can put water in it and you can drink it. It's absolutely useful and it's a blessing to my life, at least. <laughs> but what if a cup is full of mud? In order for it to become useful, again, it is not enough to just sprinkle some water over it and then be like, oh, it's good to drink from this cup now. No, the mud or that which is impure needs to be poured out. And then that cup needs to be cleansed, sanitized, or purified. And only then can you pour clean, fresh water into it and have it be of use. You see, your life and my life, we are called to be useful for God's kingdom. We are called to bring light. We are called to allow the water of the Holy Spirit to pour out of us and onto others. But that is only possible if we first allow God to do the purifying work that he needs to in your heart and mine. And so we must dwell in God's word, and we must allow the Holy Spirit to fill us. And the last part of this is that we're to be in community. 
Like if we're to admonish each other, you actually need another to admonish. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, pretty radical idea. But we need to be in community. In other words, we need to have relationship with each other so that when we go to admonish, when we go to encourage, when we go to warn from a place of love, it is received with the heart that it's intended. There has to be relationship. Like God doesn't come to you and lay out everything that you've done wrong and then say, do you want to be saved now? Like, do you realize how terrible you are now? Like, do you want me to help you? But rather, Jesus, through a process, leads us to remove those things in our hearts, highlights different areas in love, but he does it all through relationship. Through relationship with others, through the Spirit, through God's Word. It's a beautiful place. And so as brothers and sisters, we are called to engage in community as we admonish one another, both in being admonished and admonishing others. But what's the point of all this? Well, friends, you and I are called to be the church. Earlier today, we sang a song, I don't know what the name of it is, but basically it said, holy, holy, holy. And it just hit me. Wow, God is holy. He is a holy God, perfect in every way. And you and I are called to represent that God to the world around us. In here, in this space, we are called to have a culture, an atmosphere, relationships that reflect this perfect and holy God, that point to something so much bigger than us. And it's in this space that we actually begin to be the light that God has called us to be. And so, friends, I need you to admonish me. If there's something in my life that you see, please share it with me. I would love to have that conversation with you. And by God's grace, I will try and be humble. But each of us, We need to be open to both be admonished and have the courage and the humility to also be able to admonish others in love. And it's only in this space that we can move towards allowing God to tear off the different aspects of us as individuals that may hinder this picture of a holy God and that he can begin to purify his church and make us into the church that he desires us to be.